I really want you to understand that you have to have God to understand your purpose. He's the one that created you. He's the one that made you. And so spending time with him in prayer is essential to really understanding your purpose. Welcome to the Attain Your Purpose podcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. And Eric, on our last episode, we talked about a question that's really on so many people's minds these days. I hear it and I know you do too. And that question is, what is my specific purpose? Why am I here? And how should I focus my time, my talents, my energy, and, and the resources that I have? And we talked about when you figure this out, one of the benefits of this is to know when, when you do, when you figure out again your purpose, you tend to feel like you're really clicking on all cylinders, and it's a pretty neat feeling. Well, today we're going to take this a step further and discuss how you can use clues to help you discover your unique purpose and help you create a purpose statement. But before we do, let's review the challenge that we set out to you guys from last time. Eric, you may recall, challenge us to spend not a lot of time, 15 to 30 minutes with God and ask him, how am I doing with loving you, with all that I am, and how am I doing at loving others as myself? Well, if you did that, and we hope you did, how did that go? You know, I found when you ask God, he, he really does listen to us. He says this all over the Bible, and he really does care for us. So again, how did it go? W was that hard for you? Did it go well? Did you hear anything? If you didn't, that's okay. Just keep practicing listening. Just say to God, God, I I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please let me know. And I, I'm, I know that he will honor that. And Eric, you know, for as long as I've known you, I've, I've been rather impressed with your drive and your ability to focus. And it strikes me, you really do have a clear purpose. Uh, how has that developed? Thanks, Rick. Appreciate the, appreciate the kind words. Uh, you know, my purpose really began, at least clarity on my purpose really began about four or five years ago. Uh, I'm sitting in this leadership training for small group leaders and Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 was read, and it says that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are given by Jesus to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, when I heard that, I just really, it just was impressed on my heart. That's my job. That's my purpose. That's what I'm supposed to be doing is I need to be about teaching other people about Jesus. And it was just very clear to me, and I felt like it was the Lord who just dropped it in my heart that that's what I'm supposed to be about. And so ever since then, that theme of teaching other people about Jesus has really overflown into, you know, at home or at work or with this podcast or with my men's group, et cetera. And so that's really helped me to be focused and on mission and, and really feel that fulfillment and peace and joy that you mentioned earlier, Rick. And so that's kind of where that began in my heart. And today we're really going to unpack eight clues to really help you discover your purpose. And before that time, just to clarify, before that realization, I was searching. I was doing a lot of researching, learning myself. Who am I? How am I wired? What does God say about me? And what is my purpose? And so I just want to clarify, these eight clues are coming out of a lot of research and time that I've spent and Rick spent really just figuring our, ourselves, figuring out what does God want us doing. And so... We're going to share those eight clues here in a moment, but for context, I want to give you a few things first. 
I really want you to understand that you have to have God to understand your purpose. He's the one that created you. He's the one that made you. And so spending time with him in prayer is essential to really understanding your purpose. The next thing I want you to understand is he will fulfill his purpose for you is a scripture. Psalm 138.8, I go to it quite often just to remind myself that it's not all on my shoulders to figure out and to teach people. He's there with me. And so Psalm 138.8 has been one of those go-to verses for me that he will fulfill his purpose for me. So that's very comforting. The other thing I want to share is God typically just shows us the next step. He doesn't tell us the whole plan. He doesn't tell us what all is going to happen five years from now, even though I would love for him to do that. But he usually only gives us the next step. And so when we walk by him and walk by those steps, we'll be fulfilling our purpose. And so just try to trust. It's not easy. I know it's hard, but try to trust God and just take that next step that he's put on your heart to do. And the other thing is purpose has seasons. You know, if you're a student or if you're in college or high school listening to this, your season is learning. Your season is just how do I gain the knowledge and abilities I need to be effective for my career, for my life, And God uses that to influence other people. So different seasons of life, there are different things that he's wanting us to do. So just remember that your purpose has seasons. The other thing I want you to understand is your purpose has many facets. Just like a diamond, you know, you think of the traditional picture of a diamond. It has many sides, many facets to it. The same is true for our purpose. It overflows, just like I mentioned, like teaching other people about Jesus. It overflows into other parts of your life the same thing is going to happen for you and your purpose. It's going to overflow into different areas. So having that in mind, we're going to dive into these eight clues to really understand and discover your purpose and to help you along this journey. So I'm going to share the first four internal clues. Rick's going to go ahead and share in a little bit the external four clues that total the eight for our time today. And so the ultimate goal that we want you to take away from today is as we go through these eight clues, there's an overarching theme that's going to pop off the page that I believe the Lord will help you realize that's going to be that common theme to kind of guide. Just like my common theme is teaching other people about Jesus, I believe he's going to pop off the page what is your common theme that's for you and your purpose. And so we actually have a document in our show notes and a link to our website where you can download that document. So that way you can really process through these clues. That's what I have right now for context before we dive into the internal clues. You know, Eric, uh, what is enjoyable is finding out new things about ourselves, particularly things that we're good at. So this is a fun process. And there's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, that feel God is distant, that he's our judge, and he just keeps track of everything that we're doing. And I'd really like to supplant that thought with God as as your best friend. Uh, Think of the best friend you could possibly have, and that's God. He loves you. He's a support. He wants to help. And to get his help, he says, uh, ask him. So I'd like to replace that idea that you may have of of a God that is very distant with a God that's very close and and wants to help you figure this out and the delight that he and you will both have when you've gone through this exercise. Yep, that's great. Thanks for calling that out and clarifying. All right, so we're going to dive into these four internal clues. And the first one, number one, is personality type. And I'm going to read Psalm 139, 13 to 16. And it really helps us understand how God has wired us. 13 says, For you, this is God, for you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. And when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so I love that passage because it God knit you together. God created you. God wired you. And so the questions that I have for you are, how has God wired you? What gives you energy? How do you think and interact with people? What's your personality style and personality type? Uh, in our show notes, we have links to the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs assessment for just to help you understand your personality type, understand how you think, how you interact with people. And so that really gives you an information of like, how do I interact with this world? And it helps point us in a direction to eliminate some areas that we may be thinking is part of our purpose, but it's really not. Like for example, I'm more of an extrovert. So not interacting with people is not an option for me and my purpose. And so I'm wired to be more of an extrovert. I need people in my life and really be able to, my purpose is going to have people involved with that. So number two, passions and interests. So I'm going to read Psalm 37, three through six. And it says, Psalm 37, three through six says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your vindication like the new day sun. And so I love this passage because there's a couple of things here. There's take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So as we spend time with him, as we connect with God, he's going to give us the desires of our heart and plant those passions and interests in our hearts to carry out. And the other way is commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He's going to make your righteousness and make you align with righteousness. He's going to give you desires to be righteous, do the right things, and also give you a light like the noonday sun. He's going to give you a light that's going to illuminate where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do with those passions and interests. And so I love that. And the other verse I want to share with you is Philippians 2, verse 13. And it says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And so he causes you to will, to desire, to want to do what God's purpose for you is. And so he gives you the desire and he gives you the ability to act it out and to carry it out. And so just remember, just like Psalm 138.8, he is going to intimately work with you to fulfill your purpose. And so it's so encouraging. And he gives you those desires and interests to really guide and lead your life. So a couple of questions for you to consider. What gets you excited? What really gets you up out of bed? What do you want to do? What are you excited about doing? Another way of looking at it is, what would you do if you didn't need to earn any money? Also, what do you love to do in your free time? All right, moving on. Number three, skills and abilities. What are you good at? Just simply, what do you enjoy and what are you good at doing? What have other people said that you're good at doing? And then what have you spent a lot of time developing or working on? You know, what comes naturally to you? You know, for me, it was sports growing up. It's also natural for me to come alongside and help teach and educate somebody. You know, I was growing up and my mom really commented on how patient I was with my brother teaching him math. I love math, used to be a math teacher, and that was really formative for me to see that my skills and abilities were affirmed 
And then also, what can you do better than most of the people around you, like in your neighborhood, in your circles of influence? What can you do that's generally better than most of those people? Not better than the experts out there and social media and everybody out there. Don't compare yourself with those people. Just in your general sphere, what can you do better than most of the people around you? All right, number four. The last one is values. What core values do you have? For example, honesty, responsibility, hard work, fun, etc. You know, what do you really value and what issues or problems do you feel most strongly about? Like what's important to you to do or accomplish or work on or towards? For me, I value helping and supporting orphans and single moms. It's really important to me to do things ethically honestly and doing things well and accurate. So the big thing here is how do you do things? What do you value? What is important to you to go and work on, but also what's important in how you carry out your purpose? And so those are the four internal clues. Rick, do you have anything to add here? You know, Eric, it's really good to review these. It's even better to review them on paper and to document your thoughts because you may forget them later. But it's really best to grab your spouse or a friend and run these by them because they can affect you two ways. They may be able to reinforce some of your own findings and give you more confidence with regard to something that you have just brought up about yourself. Or maybe they'll see some things different from you. Other people can always be more objective about us than we can be about ourselves. So that can clarify your assessment in these uh, four areas that we've highlighted so far. That's a great point, Rick. Thanks for calling that out. How about you share those four external clues with our listeners? So number five is experiences and events. What does that mean? Well, we're all a collection of those good and not so good experiences up to this point in our life. What are those major things that have shaped us and shaped you into who you are today? It's good to make a list of those very important, critical moments in our life. You know, the tough times that God has helped you with and helped you through often provide training for what he wants you to do at this next season in your life. You know, and it's very good to, I, I would get a lot of people in my office at work and they would come in and say, Rick, I'm so frustrated about this. And I used to say, well, I love your frustration. And they would look at me aghast and say, come on, how can you love my frustration? And I would say, listen, you have so much passion about this issue and we want to use that. We want to use that passion really for good. You know, I'll help you as best as I can, but I want to use that pent up frustration that you have to change this area for the good. So it is very good to pay attention to those things that are desires of our hearts, things that we want to do. It's also good to pay attention to when we have angst or when we cease to enjoy what we enjoyed before or, or feel like, well, I need to move on from here. I mean, clearly that's God telling us maybe we're not as happy in our current role as we used to be and God wants us out. So can you imagine if you if you stayed somewhere very long and didn't get the chance to experience the next set of blessings that God may have you for you in the next role? So he uses both positive and frustrating or anxious experiences in what we have to shape us and push us to the next place. So the last point with regard to experiences and events, what experience is he taking you through right at this moment? What are you going through right now? Well, that might be preparing you for the next season that he has for you. Number six, that's environment. Where has God placed you? This is no accident where you landed here on the earth. What neighborhood are you in? Tell me about your family, your country that you're in. All of these have a purpose for you being very effective in that area. What opportunities and needs can you meet in that area? And then what relationships has God allowed you to have and how have those relationships shaped you? 
You know, I have an example here, Eric. I have a good friend who was a backup quarterback in the NFL. and When he was playing, he was coming over one night for dinner. And I said, Mike, I'd like to use you. There's this young man in the neighborhood. I think he was 11 years old, loved football, and he enjoyed watching the games and tracking the players. And I was going to guess he knew who Mike was. Well, Mike said, well, I'll bring over some football cards, Rick, which I thought was pretty cool because I don't have any football cards of me around my house. Uh, But Mike brought over these cards. He signed them for uh, this young man. We brought him over and this young kid's mouth was just almost dropped to the floor. He was just so impressed that Mike came over to his house as a surprise and, and had this look of awe on his face. And it was really neat to see, to be a part of. So Mike and I finished our visit with the young man. We walked back to my house and I said, Mike, you have the coolest job. And he goes, Rick, what do you mean? I said, Mike, that doesn't happen to me at work. I don't walk into work and see people's jaws drop <laughs> exactly, like that. Yeah. I said, you, you just have a neat ability with what you do to, to have that effect on people. So uh, thank you for letting me be a part of this. And he said to me something that I, I really will never forget. He said, Rick, you know, every job is just a platform for ministry. He said, I've used my, it was 12 years, I've used my 12 years in the NFL to realize that God has placed me in situations to talk to people about Jesus, people that would never hear about it unless I brought it up. And he said, Rick, God has used your leadership, uh, your electronics training to affect those around you that would never have heard about Jesus. So God has a clear plan for everyone from the leader of an organization to the lowest level in the organization. God puts you in a certain place to affect those around you. And that's what is most important. And that's what provides value in our career and what we do and our purpose on on a daily basis. Number seven, with regard to others, do you like to help or serve others? How can the above six that we've mentioned, the above six areas, influence or help other people? And what people group or age? Do you like working with younger people? Do you like working with older people? Uh, Do you like working with men? I went through a a major problem in my marriage one time and had a divorce. I like working with divorced men. Uh, I have a heart for them. Also, what have others shared with you? to help provide clarity, direction, and or purpose in your own life. And uh, number eight, spiritual gifts. This is pretty cool. This is kind of an unfair advantage. We all want an unfair advantage. Well, God gives you one in one area. Do you know when you become a Christian, God gives you at least one spiritual gift? And it's our job to understand what that spiritual gift might be. And Basically, a spiritual gift is there to help you advance God's kingdom in an area that he has gifted you in because of your relationship with Jesus. So in the show notes, we're going to give you a link to take a spiritual gifts test, and I would really encourage you to do that. God equips us with gifts to serve others and to advance his kingdom. In uh, some of the spiritual gifts tests I've taken, I've actually come up with the same spiritual gift every single time, and it's been leadership. And that has affected so many things that I've done. And it's given me some some courage to step out in that area because I believe God is helping me. Indicators have said that I have a gift in this area. So it's given me some confidence to try some things in this area. And feedback that I've gotten from other people is that might have been a good thing to try. So it has really uh, allowed me to advance in an area that I believe he has uh, given me to advance in. And I'll tell you, as we mentioned before, when you're doing what God has you doing, there's a charge from that. There's there's a, a refreshment and enjoyment. They, sometimes you, you feel like your pipes are cleaned out because you're doing his will in, in a manner that is how he would have you do it. And, it, and it's pretty neat. 
So there's a, a verse in 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11, and it says, uh, it's pretty neat with regard to this. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So that's anything in your talents, your ability, your energy, your finances. And then it says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. Oh, that's kind of heavy, <laughs> but it's true. And it also says that we should have the confidence. We should have our shoulders high and, and that we should have confidence because it's really God that's behind this. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ and to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So it really says to us that God is behind this and he empowers us to do certain things and gives us grace in certain areas to to advance his kingdom. So Eric, uh, anything that you'd like to add or clarify? No, you did a good job, I think, covering those and really giving our listeners something to process and consider as they work through these eight clues. And so just want to, again, remind you that this document that's in the show notes that's on our website, you can download, will help you process through these eight clues. And again, we want to make sure you also understand, prayerfully consider these eight clues, walk through them with the Lord, not just by yourself. And really also take a stab at your purpose statement. Really try to think through what theme is popping off the page when you are processing these eight clues. So now I'm going to just review these eight clues real quick, just as in recap, and then I'm going to provide that challenge for you at the end to wrap us up today. So number one, personality type. Number two, passions and interests. Number three, skills and abilities. Number four, values. Number five, experiences and events. Number six, environment number seven, others, and number eight, spiritual gifts. And so the challenge really is just to do what we've asked you to do, is to download that PDF off the website, the link's in the show notes, really prayerfully process through these eight clues and to create a draft of your purpose statement. So really take some time. We encourage you to do this. You will not regret it. You will become more self-aware. You will see how God is moving already in your life. And I think it will be time well spent. All right, Rick. Let's land the plane on this episode. Well, that does it for our discussion today, and we want to thank you for your time and for listening. Uh, we'd love it if you could see our show notes. It'll give you ways to connect with us and also for some resources that we mentioned in today's podcast, such as the Enneagram test or the spiritual gifts test. And we would love you to check out our website. Its name is attainyourpurpose.com. And as we move forward, be looking for our episodes to drop on the first Friday of every month. You know, Eric, on our next podcast, we're going to gauge how we're doing overall from several key indicators in our lives. Uh, for example, I know that several of you are behind the wheel right now. And if your car were to all of a sudden show oil low on your dashboard, you know to immediately pull over and, and uh, open the hood and check the dipstick for oil. Well, how does this dashboard concept apply to our own personal lives? What are those major indicators saying? How are we doing? Are we doing good or maybe even exceptionally well? Or are those markers telling us you need help? You know, we're all a collection of things going well and things going less than well. How do we bless others in those areas where we may have some margin or ability to give? And then how do we improve those areas that are not going as smoothly? Uh, that's our next podcast. So be sure and tune in. Until next time, have a great day and we will talk to you soon.